Donald Trump once called this the scariest movie he had ever seen, 1995's Desperado. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Nice. Lots of bad hombres. <laughs> Lots bad of bad hombres. hombres in this movie, bad tell you what. I am your host, uh, Stevie, recording from uh, Goshen, Indiana. And uh, I think we have a full crew today, including uh, special guest Brett Kelly. Hey, everybody. So uh, I guess let's just go around the circle. And um, have you guys seen any new movies lately or any shows that we're talking about? Brett, we might as well start with you. No, I'm been watching The Mentalist, and uh, that's about it. Pretty boring. <laughs> the show's not boring. I'm boring. <laughs> is that show still on, or is it just re- No, on? no. It ended. I just never finished it, and I'm watching it with my wife, so. Nice. Uh, Pappy from uh, Denver, Colorado. What's up? Hey. Uh, this is Pappy, Denver, Colorado. Uh, a fun fact, um, the apartment that I live in today was actually featured in an epi- er, in part of the movie Desperado. So if you look closely, when they go into the stall that is the secret uh, passageway, that's an actual shot of my bathroom in my studio apartment. So that's a fun <laughs> fact. Uh, new movies I've seen. I know Mikey and I saw the movie Good Time recently. Good Times one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, so that's about it for me. Good times. I don't mean to be a dick, but is anybody blowing a hairdryer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. That, that is my fan. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, while Brett mutes that, I have one other fact, too, Stevie. It's ironic that today we're spoiling Desperado because 25 years ago today, El Mariachi debuted at the Telluride Film Festival, the directorial debut debut of robert rodriguez so Heck yeah. very fitting wow yeah. And, and yeah stevie what was that little tidbit you said in that teaser open lots of bad hombres donald trump yeah what's the donald trump thing he said what said donald trump once called this the scariest movie he had ever seen i think true? that's fake news it, it was a quip josh i loved it yeah a spat. Fake news. That's what fake news is. A laugh. The quips. <sighs> Laughs and gaffs, Josh. To our eldest member <laughs> of the pod, Josh Long, what is up? <laughs> uh, I'm actually the oldest. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Yeah, Spiritually, our eldest me- member, Josh, what wow. is up? <laughs> uh, not too much recording here out of Goshen, Indiana. Um, pumped to be doing this movie tonight. Um I didn't think I was going to have time to watch it today, and I found the time, and I enjoyed the ride. Have you seen any new new movies or shows? No. I mean, we've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty and Game of Thrones lately. (laughs) That's been most of my time. Uh, Out east to Jordan Long. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, This is Jordan recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, What was the question? Any new shows or movies? Yeah. Uh, I actually started last night watching a documentary on HBO called The Defiant Ones, and it's about, like, Dr. Dre and one of his producers. 
and it was pretty good. It like follows like Dre's like adventure to the top, I guess. And it was it's okay so far. And last but not least, Money Mike, what's up? Hey guys, uh, I've seen Logan Lucky and like Paps had good time recently, and I enjoyed both of those movies. Uh, and a TV show, uh, I started Ozark today. That's a pretty cool show. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. I heard it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm a couple episodes in. I think I'm enjoying it a lot so far. It has Jason Bateman, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a bit of a different role for him. He's not... He's still in charge of a dysfunctional family in this show, but it's not <laughs> nearly as funny. <laughs> is it more dramatic than it is comedy? Oh, yeah, it's very dark. Very dark. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. Well, we might as well jump into Desperado. Uh, this is uh, came out in 1995, directed by Robert Rodriguez, good friend of Quentin Tarantino, who's also in this movie. Stars Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, who gets naked in this movie. Or does she? Bags, baby. Bags! Oh, she definitely does. Salma Bags. Brett. Brett. Oh yeah, she does for sure. <laughs> is this is this not a body double? No, it's not it's straight up. That's, that's a Salma. I think it's a body double. Uh, I read that uh, on the day of the shoot, like everybody in the whole cast and crew showed up, and uh, and they had to uh, rightfully so. They to, yeah, they had to lock them out. That was on IMDb. So whether that's true or not. So you think this was a body double, Josh? Uh, I was told that, and now I feel like I've been betrayed. By, Who told uh, you this? Honestly, it was Stephen the intern and his wife. Oh dear! Oh, but Stephen the intern went down the trail because he was talking about how uh, he remembers watching this and this being one of his uh, first inappropriate crushes. Inappropriate so as like <laughs> it's not inappropriate at all. It's so <laughs> <I> think... appropriate. <laughs> I think he saw this movie as a young lad and may have had some of his first experiences <laughs> of a certain type. I can't say for sure. Gosh. This, this is the first thing time he masturbated up, so... to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I did not God. say that. Oh, God. Second oh, instance of God. Yes, you did. You doxed him. You just literally said, Stephen the intern jerks off to Salma. No, he did in junior high, maybe. Maybe, but he definitely did. Maybe, but he definitely did. <laughs> he used to. Donald still... Trump has some comments on this movie. I was going to say, if that was like Salma Hayek in Dust Till Dawn, I'm going to be pretty <laughs> angry. But uh, this movie starts off with a cold opening, which is Steve Buscemi uh, going into a bar to pretty much describe the legend of Antonio Bendez's character, El Mariachi. Pappy, do you want to describe this scene? Yeah, I think it's one of the best scenes of the whole movie. So Steve Buscemi uh, walks in, and he is sort of setting the whole scene of how uh, El Mariachi sort of like wiped out his whole other bar. But he talks about how, well, first of all, he orders a beer. Then I have like what piss, piss temperature Django. 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 Every time they pull the tap lever, it like pukes out. It sounded like a bird. Yeah, <laughs> and that's my brand. And so, like he, 
he orders the beer and he, he proceeds to tell the story of how this legendary uh, El Mariachi figure wiped out the last bar in this town. And like he goes into like, extensive detail to say, oh, but these guys were scumbags. It's not like you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he keeps looking around the bar. And so yeah, he tells this whole story, finishes his beer, and then kind of like double slaps people on the back and exits instead of the intro of the movie. Yeah, it's uh, growing up in a Hispanic family. Uh, I didn't have many, very, very many Hispanic superheroes to look up to. So <laughs> El Mariachi was definitely numero un when I was growing up. <laughs> How do you guys say Steve Buscemi's name, by the way? Cause Steve like you do. Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah, Buscemi. the right way. The right way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I said Bushimi in my time. I don't know. I don't think it really matters. Uh, and then uh, when the credits roll, Antonio Banderas is playing a song. He's pretty much in a mariachi band. And he actually does all of his own guitar playing and singing, which I think is very cool because that song is awesome. Really? Yeah. Killed it. And then... Um, Where he's mari- mariachi fighting this uh, yeah. guy assaulting a woman. God, I love that scene. Scene's so good. Describe it, Money. Uh, well, is this like a, a flashback, or is he dreaming here? I think it's a bit of both. I think he was dreaming, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's like having a dream where he's in this bar or this club, and he's playing with his band, and this woman is getting, uh, I don't know, like assaulted out in the crowd, in the crowd by... Uh, some gangster guy, I guess. And he like hops up on the bar and kind of, I don't know how, but he sneaks over there while simultaneously playing his guitar and nobody's <laughs> noticing him. And he knocks a guy out with his guitar as he's continue playing. I don't know. It's like a really surreal scene, but it was hilarious. Yeah, he hits him with a guitar beat. while he's playing chords and shit. Like it doesn't interrupt. Yeah, never, never skips a beat. <laughs> never misses a note. Knocks his guy out and then jumps back down. And then uh, everything kind of stops. Everybody freezes. And then uh, El Bucho, the, the main bad guy of of uh, Desperado, kind of shows up. And it's not him. Does he shoot him? Is it not him? No, it's one of like his like uh, captains make underneath it seem, him. They make it seem like it's him. Seems not like yeah. him. Oh, man. Layers to Desperado that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. After after the sex scene, I get lost. <laughs> That's towards the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <This is> maybe four. <laughs> Believe me, we're Happy... gonna spend like eighty percent of the spot on that scene. Are you guys not fast forwarding to the sex scene first and then tracking back? <laughs> I mean, fast forwarding like every five minutes. I thought that's what everybody did. <laughs> I, wanna, I still want to know what Pappy likes so much about that opening scene with. Steve Buscemi at the bar. I don't. You said that maybe was your favorite scene of the movie. It kind of surprised me. Uh, it's just a really cool way to start off a movie because you're introducing who the actual main protagonist is through his main sidekick, who's telling a story that sort of like amps him up a little bit. Like presumably we go on to learn later that most of that wasn't true. Like he's not the tallest Mexican I've ever seen. Like that kind of shit. But you do learn a little bit about who. Uh, El Mariachi is, and then 
I mean, I don't think we mentioned Tommy Chong was the bartender yet, which is hilarious to have his sort Cheech of reaction Man. to the Cheech. story. It was Cheech. Cheech Marin. Cheech. Yeah. The other guy. What was <laughs> the other Mexican guy. <laughs> he does a pretty good job. I think he's pretty serviceable. Uh, but I, I love the part where he's like, uh, so the bartender lives, right? <laughs> and then, no, the bartender got it worst of all. <laughs> but uh, after, um, I guess you could say, El Mariachi wakes up from his dream where he's dreaming about that dude that was clapping in the bar, killing his beloved. Um, it pretty much sets up to a very similar scene that Steve Buscemi was describing earlier in the bar, except Quentin Tarantino is in the bar now trying to tell Thanks. a really poor joke. Brett, are you a big fan of Quentin Tarantino? Um, not, I just, I don't know, man. I, I've only seen half his movies, I'll say that right away. But I've always thought he was a little bit overrated. Okay, I well, know, I, it's like... What did you think of his yeah, acting? I, hot take, hot take. Uh, I, you know, he he's the same in all of them. He's serviceable and he's pretty believable. So, I, I mean, I don't like, not like him as a person. I just... I've always thought Reservoir Dogs is overrated, and I hate Get death out. proof. Like Whoa. with a passion. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm in, last episode. Proof yeah, I know. I'm in the wrong. I love the Kill Bill movies, though. I watch. All right, well, it's great having you, Brett. We'll <laughs> yeah, you, uh, Brett. Brett. Fun, Brett. Log off. Get out. Brett. Yeah. Do you have guys. a tendency to piss everywhere except for the cup? <laughs> uh. Probably. Long no, straight. I love Quentin Tarantino. He's my favorite. I love him. <laughs> no, the, the thing that's weird that I disagree is I think seeing him in the movie, I think he's a shitty actor, actually. And As I think usual. he's a great director, but he's like, he takes me out of the movie and like, I don't know. He's got like his, he doesn't change character, I guess. He's like the same character he is in Pulp Fiction and the same, same guy like he is Dust in Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yes. him and him and Robert Rodriguez are like best buds. So they I think are. this is just like a, hey, come be in my movie. Yeah, it's an Ed Shireen cameo. I wouldn't go it's, that far. Eh, let's not. Okay, let's move on. But the whole scene in the bar is like my favorite part of the movie, though. That whole extended shootout, like getting to the like that shootout. Whole scene the yeah, um, this is where we actually see Antonio Banderas in action, and the way Steve Buscemi describes it in the first like bar scene, it's supposed to be like over exaggerated, and this isn't like over exaggerated at all. And the gunplay that Antonio Banderas used is really over the top, and the way like the henchmen are flying around is over the top. And he pretty much wipes out the whole bar, and he gets down to pretty much like the accountant guy. And Pappy pointed this out to me earlier, which I didn't really notice. Pappy, what is this? Uh, what movie blatantly rips this off with the accountant, where they're kind of coming at each other with empty guns and scrambling for more guns, and they're still empty? There's a scene where the accountant is coming down the short end of the bar towards El Mariachi. He's like sliding down the long end of the bar, and they both of their guns like meet at their temples and they click. And we're both empty, and like I immediately thought, this is the Matrix. And like I googled uh, the first Matrix subway scene when like uh, Neo is fighting Agent Smith. They have this like similar sort of, it's more of a bullet time scene where they're like leaping at each other and pointing the guns to their head, but they both have the same sort of like click 
empty type scene, mm-hmm. which is I thought was like a shot for shot ripoff of, Dude, or the Matrix a, ended up ripping it themselves. What, what movie was first? Desperado. Oh, Mariachi. Yeah. There's another scene later on where Salma Hayek does a root <laughs> jump that is uncannily like Neo. Trinity escaping, like that same. Yeah, I mean the same sort of thing. I mean she jumps and then Antonio Banderas jumps backwards across the same gap. Like backflips <laughs> So Matrix is a ripoff. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, wipes out the bar and um I guess you could say Cheech Marin's number two follows him out in the streets and for some odd reason follows him for ten miles before he decides he <laughs> wants to shoot him. I don't know why he he had two guns in his hands. He was ten feet away from him. just shoot him. And that's when we see the lovely, sexy, beautiful Salma Hayek, who ca- who's so beautiful, she causes a car crash. And being so beautiful, the guy's not even mad about his car getting wrecked. He's just, like, still screaming at her to come over. And her name is, uh, is it Catalina? Yeah. Antonio sees her and grabs her by the hair and throws her down in the concrete and ends up um, shooting that henchman. I think his name was Tavo. And that's when Salma Hayek's character is brought into the fold. Did you guys like this part of the movie? Like, kind of like I loved, love story? I loved when, uh, when Antonio Banderas blows that guy's brain up, and it goes slow-mo <laughs> right in front of his face, and he's just sprayed with blood and brain matter. That was a great scene. I thought it was kind of cool the way that they kind of traded steve buscemi like ugly awkward old dude for salma hayek like literally (laughs) there's like a little handoff baton there and it's all for the better (laughs) yeah she is gorgeous and i thought it was kind of i mean it was just weird that like and like how mikey kind of said uh he just gets sprayed in the face with blood and she comes over and like sensually like starts to rub his chest while he's covered in blood then they fade away back into like <laughs> back into the uh, bookstore, which is, I mean, a bookstore in this Mexican town doesn't make sense, which they mention a lot. Um, I'm gonna fast forward through a lot. There's a lot of gunplay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that bookstore scene where she's fixing him up. I I was thinking about this scene a lot today, and I think it's some weird precursor to the sex scene. Like, she's got her instruments inside him, and they're, oh, like, boy. fixing something. <laughs> and okay. it, sounds like, it sounds like you were thinking about this a lot today, Yeah, Josh. Jesus. I literally just said I was thinking, I was thinking about, about this the scene a lot in the today. shower today. <laughs> <laughs> took about 20 minutes. I was home alone for an hour, and I thought about no, this like, scene all day. The hot, the hot water in the mouth, and then the cold water is soothing. I, I thought there What's were a lot of illusions with you? there, but whatever. Thanks. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Whatever. I'm glad Brad, I got, wasn't the you got only my one back? jerking off this whole movie. <laughs> Brett, what did you think about her instruments inside Antonio Banderas? <laughs> exactly. As, the, my as bad. so crudely as Josh put it. I thought I was in timeout. Am I allowed to talk? Or... <laughs> From the Quentin Tarantino thing? Yeah, no, um, I love him, dude. Back. Okay. You're back. You're back. You're back. Penalty box over. <laughs> I don't know about the, I mean, I don't know what Josh is quite talking about, but I guess you can stretch that, stretch that into something. 
Like he stretched it later. Ayo, ayo. Josh, where's the whistle? Jordan, where's the whistle? <laughs> Saving it for the buildup. Um, yeah, as I said, there's a ton of like more gunfights. Jordan's like the little boy from, that's just learning how to play the two. By the end of the episode, he'll be rocking that thing. <laughs> yeah. And... <Lucky. laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> Um, speaking of that little boy, yeah, there's this kind of this weird side story where Antonio Banderas teaches like this little kid whose father's apparently a drug runner, um, how to play guitar and he's kind of in and out of the whole movie. Um, more gunfights ensue. Danny Trejo, who works for the Colombian mob to keep an eye on Bucho's, uh, operation. Uh, he's the one that kills Steve Buscemi. And he also gets El Mariachi, and he gets a bunch of El Bucho's henchmen. Um, do you guys like Danny Trejo in a lot of other movies? Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite one, Josh? Heat. Oh, I forgot he is in Heat. His name's Trejo in the movie. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> just like Buscemi. Yeah, is just like Buscemi. Named is named Buscemi in the Buscini. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Trejo. Um, <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Um, his character. Uh, <laughs> the weird guy who tries out for Bujo ends up killing him. Which, did you guys notice this in this movie? It didn't make a lot of sense for me. During that like fight tryout, um, his character ends up getting his leg snapped, much like I did when I fell on black ice a couple of years ago. Ouch. <laughs> and um, his leg is like snapped in half, and yet he still has enough energy to do a jumping roundhouse. Yeah, it's and, not realistic at all. It no. ran opposite to everything we saw in Bloodsport, where the person you <laughs> expect to win should win. Like this guy is getting his ass kicked and lands two kicks. And then this dude's just like bleeding from all of his orifices. <laughs> it's like so much for him. Did, <laughs> he actually, kill, did he kill that guy? I think he did. That yeah, he or did like too. they would end up killing him because he didn't win. I'm pretty sure he was dead, but the, the cast guy. He was guy bleeding from everywhere. Late. Yeah. <laughs> were yeah you guys his eyeballs are bloody. Were you guys confused with that guy with the broken leg? What, did you guys think it was like kind of setting up like, oh, this might be his movie? No, no, no. Okay, so this plays perfectly into this note I have. That's one of my favorite parts about this movie. I think he's the quintessential example of it, but there are others. It's like characters that were built and like build up, like fleshed out pretty well just to be killed as like a <laughs> random thug. And it's totally yeah, okay, like different because... than what Game of Thrones did when it's just like killing off the red shirts. Exactly, because fast forward like 45 minutes when this guy dies, it's like off screen and we don't even get to see him die. Oh, we get to see him die. And it's <laughs> oh, one of my whoa, favorite movies these ways. He jumps to his death. <laughs> he trampolines. Like, there's so many deaths in this movie where you can tell, like, before they shot it, they're like, okay, jump off this trampoline, throw your guns in the air, we're going to put squibs on you, and they're going to explode. <laughs> they do it a hundred times in this movie. And he's an example of one. And that's a good Well, that po- character, that character, he's like, they they show that like five minute fight scene that like gets him in the family. The Mortal Kombat the, fight scene. They reinforce that he's in the family later. They show him and his leg like close up of the leg and then like a pan up like three times during the movie, and then he just like gets blown away. And like the first firefight, yeah, he's it. 
and like Danny Trejo is like another one of those characters too, where they like, show, uh-huh. like he gets like an entrance just to be killed as like service. Dude, I don't. It's that it's that way with Tarantino too. There's a lot of people that get killed really fast in this movie. Okay, Tarantino what, okay. tells a joke and then he gets killed like ten minutes later. That's the thing. El El Mariachi does not give two shits about his friends at all. Like people can just die in front of him. Like I'll call on favors. Those guys will just die. Whatever. Just move on. Like he does not care. For anybody. True. He's lost true. to everybody, man. He's gone rogue. That's true. And it's kind of like the opposite. I did what year did Dust Till Dawn come out? Was that after Desperado? Ninety six, maybe? Uh, yeah, ninety six. Good call. Good call, Brett. In that movie, I, a lot of yeah. the characters are like flushed out well and they have really epic deaths. Whereas in this movie it's polar opposite, but I guess I'm just kinda of rambling at this point. Um but I mean, don't you guys like that? It, it gives that sense of like, I mean, obviously anyone El Mariachi's not gonna point. die, but yeah, anyone could die, even if they seem like a setup character. That is a good point. I guess that's a cool way of looking at it. Um, now let's get to the scene we've all wanted to be like get to. Yes. <laughs> Where y'all know it's gonna go down. Um, <laughs> Tony Banderas <laughs> gets injured again. Needs to go back to Carolina's bookstore. And who wants to describe, like, the great quintessential 90s music gets louder as more passion is thrown on screen? Who wants to, who wants to jab at this one? Brett. Brett Kelly. No. no. Yeah, throw it down. Describe to us what should have been the great Tar- Targaryen love scene that wasn't. I mean, just a kind of your typical, I don't know if it's 90s or not, just a bunch of cuts to other, just, I don't know, man. Um, I've only seen it once. <laughs> oh, come on. You know more lot, than that. There were, there were a lot of fades into new scenes that yeah. were just just showing not enough. So many candles. Fading so many candles this. kind yeah. of like was, lighting up half of the screen. Shoof. At one point, Selma Hayek was trying to swallow uh <laughs> Antonio Banderas's uh, chin. Asshole. There's <laughs> asshole licking. <laughs> he was trying to eat his face at one point. Pap, there was asshole licking. I thought I saw some. Maybe same, I was same. I kind of thought so. It's too, very. But then I thought it was just his chest. It's set to the music really well. Like there's one point where there's like position, 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 cutting to the different guitar riffs in the solo. Like boom, 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 boom. It's just like so intense. There's lots of gyrating too, where like it pulls back hard. And Antonio Banderas and Sam Hayek are just going at it on a chair. Like, this is uh, one of those scenes I would not want to watch around my family that I would feel, like, almost embarrassed. Well, I love the some, intro, too, there too some because it's, it's, it's very essentially set up. Like, she gives him a guitar, much like Apollonia and Purple Rain. And, Purple and, she just, Rain. and she just starts to make out with him, and Antonio Banderas goes, All right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there are yeah. a lot of positions that I had never seen or heard of before. <laughs> and I was just confused as to how they would even work. Spur across ass crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this was definitely... Was this one of the highlights of the movies for you guys? Yeah, yeah. for me, but yes. only because it was set up so well by the previous scene where she's operating on him with her instruments. Like Pap said, the music is killer. The music really gets you going. 
You get the you get the Sama Sama Hayek bags here. Bags. What else do you need? Bags, baby. Bags. Bags. And she does them again the following year in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. So it's a great like movie to movie for Sama Hayek and for the viewers as well. Uh, after, I mean, this movie kind of drags on after the lovemaking scene. I, I wouldn't have been mad if the movie just ended there. Stevie <laughs> got really sleepy after that. I, real sleepy. Sleepy, hungry, <laughs> bored. Um, Bucho's men go to the go to the town to take on Antonio Banderas, which he calls upon two of his, two of his mariachi friends. Uh, Pap, do you want to describe their weaponry? Yeah, so like the two most ex- expendable characters in a movie so I've ever seen show up. Uh, one of them has a was essentially a machine gun in his guitar that shoots out the like neck head of his guitar, and then the other guy has an unlimited supply of rocket launcher rockets <laughs> in his guitar that he reloads by like just moving his guitar up and down over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> His stance is ridiculous. It taps oh, into that. Dude, infinite, I about uh, I about died when he shot that first rocket. He got in that weird crouch. <laughs> well, he's very he's very vulnerable to uh, friendly fire, as we find out later. Yeah, on. a lot of trampolines. Well, I mean, oh, go ahead, Josh. Brett, you you used to love the rocket launcher in Halo. Did it bring back any of the old days? Uh well. I was actually more of a shotgun type of guy, but uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was pretty sweet. And I, the, the scene where the rocket came down on him, I, that was probably the most ridiculous scene in the movie. But <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like the rocket falling on him kind of was like trying to remind you of the love making scene. And then the, the what? The, you know, with her instruments in him. Stuff. No, all this no, here. no. It's I'm seeing a common. I'm seeing a common theme with, throughout this movie. That's awesome. <laughs> but Steve, okay, but Stevie, like these two guys, he he talks to Selma Hayek, and he's like, she's like, bring in your friends, and he's like, no, they'll destroy the whole town. And it, <laughs> Not they'll die. The whole town. Yeah, she's like, no, call in the favor, and then like he just pulls them in. Like, is there? Have you seen the original of this trilogy? Like, is there any context around that, or is it really that? I think it's just he just brings really in two friends who die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's kind of like the same with um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Is that the one with Johnny Depp? That's the one with Johnny Depp. And. um this we also in this scene get called back to uh, that one guy that fought his way into the family. He's just on top of a building, and he gets shot in the chest. And instead of like running for cover or trying to do something smart because he just been injured, he jumps off the building, firing at Antonio Banderas. And I don't think <laughs> Antonio Banderas hits him once, and he just dies on the ground. Very anticlimactic death uh antonio's friends both get shot in the chest they're goners and now we're no one of them gets shot and then accidentally shoots his own rocket straight straight up into the air and then (laughs) lands on him like 10 minutes later (laughs) i think that's what brett was talking about yeah a little bit death by his own instruments um Mm -hmm. el mariachi kind of like abandons machine gun guy to check on 
guitar drug milk kid. Yeah. Really does, because he ends up getting killed too and his guns are empty. Uh, the weird kind of side story that they take him to the hospital and he ends up going to live. And this sets up for one of the laziest plot twists you can imagine. And for someone who I think likes lazy plot twists, Jordan, uh, do you want to describe uh, describe this for us? See, this is the thing for me. So far, this movie kind of reminded me of Young Guns a little bit. Young with its, Guns! With its, mm-hmm. with its whimsy and its, uh, its interesting... <laughs> it's interesting uh, gunfights, but this is where it really took the cake for me. Um, you get a <laughs> you get a reveal that El Bucho is really just El Mariachi's brother. And, and, it's two brothers. And, <laughs> two it's just two brothers. brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're totally cool. And uh, I mean, what really happens from there? Like the the guy Bucho threatens to kill totally to kill cool. uh, Salma Hayek and. Mariachi does his classic, my hands are in the air, but I have guns in my cuffs, and he ends up shooting his brother. Yeah, it's just really lazy, though. Like, I didn't know it was you till this morning. Well, like, no, because it's a scene across the bookstore where he doesn't shoot him. Yeah. Uh, a little setup. Does he see him, though? Yeah, he does. And he yeah, doesn't yeah fire, he definitely sees him, yeah. Salma Hayek freaks out, like, why aren't you Oh, yeah, him? yeah, with the sniper. Yeah, 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 you're right. And she just, like, goes, like, crazy slapping, and why didn't you shoot him? And he hits her back, and it's like, ah, protagonists. Protagonists. <laughs> they hit each other. <laughs> no, but I think that's where he... I think that's maybe where he switches, because he shoots his own brother. And that's like, a, it, that's, like, a stereotypical, like, bros before host sort of situation, don't you think? Yeah, I mean Jordan. Like that you, hoe is you gonna Hayek's in the mix? Yeah. Jordan, are you gonna the mix? That rule gets changed. Yeah. Jordan, are you gonna blast me away <laughs> for some bitch you met like a week ago? Less Salma Hayek. I mean, it depends if you killed my first love. Mm. Or we're pointing a gun at Salma Hayek. And, th- also, and then and then mind. also shot a bullet through my fret hand. Mm, yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> Who do you guys mind your first, His first girlfriend was not that hot. So maybe upgrade. No. <laughs> definitely, just, he, definitely he was upgrade. doing him a favor all along. Pat, what, what was, was that about Jules? Well, I was gonna say, okay, uh, Mikey, who would win in a duel, Josh or Jordan? Do they get weapons? Yeah. Uh, yeah, same gun. I was in there He's like a million it. feet tall. Ooh. Yeah, but that works against Josh. He's a bigger target. Yeah, you gotta like swing that arm up to position to shoot. Just like a standard, Jordan? like, 20 paces duel? Uh, well, cheating is involved. So, you know, trickery, deceivery. <laughs> deceiver? I easily have the edge <laughs> now if Happy mentions that. Deceivery. The old well, deceivery. like any good friend, like any good friend, I know exactly how to take down each and every one of you. I've done my research, so I think <laughs> Jordan has the best chance at defeating Josh. Jordan's too Jordan's too nice. Josh is diabolical. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. He do the old like uh, uh, Donald Duck, like just one, two, three, four steps in place and turn in fire, and shoot him in the back. That does sound like mm-hmm. Josh. Well, Butch oh, uh, We're not. not we don't want to shoot each movie. other. We're brothers. We're just two brothers. There's <laughs> not much left to this movie, and they uh, drive off together. And that is Desperado. Um, 
you guys have any other comments? I had a question. Have There's one it. part where Busho is, I think he's like smoking a cigar and just like thinking. And he like, I don't, and I guess that's my question. He realizes that El Mariachi is at the bookstore. Um, do you guys know why? Because she was a terrible actress and it was really obvious. Easy. But yeah, no, no, no. She, Brett's right. Her, her <laughs> character was. Yeah. She's she not did. a bad actress. Her, te- her, I mean, she was really obvious, and I was just like getting really mad at her. Probably because she like wasn't having his like sexual advances. Yeah, she that's true. Disturbance in the force. Yeah. <laughs> I like Pap's theory. Disturbance in the force. <laughs> I I mean that was like almost like a Sherlock Holmes, and you're supposed to think that he's like smart for figuring it out. But I wish they would have actually explained or shown how he came well, we to did. that conclusion. Yeah, we didn't talk about that element of the sex scene. It's a smash cut to him having sex with a girl, and he blows cigar smoke in her face. <laughs> and right after he comes, that's uh, the first thing he does is blow cigar smoke in her face. Right after he comes, and then he's like. <laughs> She's in the bookstore. <laughs> and that's how he figures it out. <laughs> I was just going to say, that little kid survived, right? Yeah, he did. At the he, end. Yeah. That, that last scene where they like drop him off at the hospital cracked me up so much because after he drops him off, he just kind of like dusts his shoulders off. He's like, well, that kid's it's up to him now. It's like he just kind of le- leaves him <laughs> at the hospital. To figure out how that gunshot wound is going to affect him. I mean, what do you guys think of Robert Rodriguez's? I mean, he kind of embraces the cheesiness and just tries to make things exciting, right? I mean, what do you guys think about him as a director? I don't think he takes his writing or like movies too seriously. I think he like enjoys just making fun, over the top movies. I totally agree. And like, what he does, like, he directs. He writes, he produces, he's the guy behind the camera. Like, and he also makes movies for really on the cheap too. Like all of his movies are a financial success. Like it's really hard to be as good as his job. You know what I mean? Like, like he's I a mean, badass. Sin City is a really good movie. Um, <coughs> I love from Dust Till Dawn, Desperado. Same with like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He's in charge of the Spy Kids franchise, which has made a boatload of money. Um, I know, and uh, I just I think Spike just is likes one to make like really fun cinema. Did you guys know that Quentin Tarantino has a writing credit on maybe the worst movie of all time? Spike Garfield Van Wilder. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is he part of Van Wilder? He's got. I loved how credit. we all had different movies tossing out there. That was hilarious. <laughs> Which movie is that? Time Bandits. It's Pat. No way. That movie is god awful. Yeah, he is. I don't think he likes to brag. I mean, he didn't like write it, but he has like a. He was a co. I mean, he like co wrote. He has a writing credit on it. So, I mean, he has like a supervised like like, rewrite? Something like that. But I mean, that movie made like $8,000 in the box office. I mean, it was like. It was pulled like after like two days. It's called Pat, P A T. It's, it's Pat. Pat. Yeah, it's an SNL skit. It's an SNL movie. The terrible, terrible SNL skit. When? When, when, was, when was this? Uh, like, just 92? after Wayne's World in 94. Oh. Huh. Yeah, it's so bad. I did not know that. Good trivia from Brett. 
All yeah, right. nice, nice trivia, Brett. Thanks, guys. Awesome. I love Quentin. Totally makes up for your Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no, you hate Quentin Tarantino. No, yeah, first of all, cut me some slack. I'm, I have not seen like you guys. I mean, I, have, I haven't even seen Inglorious Bastards. Oh, okay, yeah, that's my favorite. So yeah. And I haven't seen Django. Ooh. Django. Django. <laughs> so, mm. but I don't know. I like some of his movies. I mean, Pulp Fiction is really good, but it's like a one-time watch in. Reservoir Dogs to me is like a one-time watch. Glad I watched it though. No, I'm the worst. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Pack. What's your handle? Sorry, just for our listeners at home. At <laughs> uh, Knowles Pack seven three nine. Hey, it's Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and please tweet Nolan. at him. <laughs> uh, let's get into yes right. or no's. I will. Uh, let's see. Who wants to go first? All right, Brett. What, yes or no for you, Desperado? Okay. Oh, it's a it's a yes. It was a, a fun movie. Um, it made me regret taking six years of French early on. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. That was a mistake. Um, I mean, I liked it. I thought Buscemi and Medeiros had uh, good chemistry and a good rapport. Um, I don't know. I thought uh, Bouchot was good. He was just a straight sociopath. That was kind of cool. I don't know. I liked it. Definitely yes. Awesome. Uh, Josh, second eldest. First of his name. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a yes for me. Uh, it's just a super fun watch. It, it kind of reminds you of like why you watch movies in the first place. I mean, to be entertained. And the writing and the dialogue isn't necessarily like Shakespeare, but it gets the job done and gets you to the next part of the movie. And Stevie mentioned that Banderas was playing his own guitar and singing his own tunes. And I think that's probably the best performance like that, that we've seen since Dewey Cox and John C. Riley, John C. Riley as Dewey Cox and walk hard. So I, I want to know who you guys think is actually better between those two, but I, yeah, it's a yes for me. Jordan. Huh. So, ah, oh man, I was really on the fence about this movie until we saw some uh, Salma Hayek bags. Yes! So it's, it's going to be a, a flaccid yes for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was it as good as flac- Young Guns? Well, no, of course not. Jesus. Um, All right. What? It's it's a little it's a little goofy that kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't sure what I was walking into when I queued up this movie. Um, but it does end up more on the funny side and bags galore. So it's a it's a soft yes. Um, and yeah, solid pick, Stevie. Very cool, Pappy. Yeah, I'll also go with the soft yes. Um, I think it's like important to set your expectations going into this. You're not seeing one of the great action movies or Western dramas of all time. It's, it's very silly. It's almost kind of equatable to a fast and furious movie where you're just seeing stuff that's over the top. Like someone will kick someone 20 feet in the air and then like double shotgun shoot them at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just silly, but it's also very entertaining. And I think Robert Rodriguez 
to you know write direct produce do the camera work do the editing to do basically everything it's pretty cool so yes for me very cool last but not least closest to my ethnicity money mike what's up yes or no uh if jordan and pap are soft yeses i am a rock hard yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is this is uh an achievement for mexican film uh i think this is like yeah i think this is the best thing to ever happen for mexico uh it's great to see a mexican superhero be portrayed uh but this movie reminds me a lot of uh it reminds me a lot about Bloodsport, where it's like a B movie, but it's super yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is pretty much the exact same review I'd give for Bloodsport. It's cheesy, but cheesy in all the good ways. The violence is super bloody. Uh, the dialogue isn't all that great, but there are some funny parts. I think I agree with uh, Pap that the Steve Buscemi scene is probably the best scene in the movie uh but i love the movie i've seen it a dozen times growing up so it's a yes for me nice speaking Uh, of that b movie thing that reminds me like of legend and how this movie is just like it does all the right things where legend falls flat for me apparently i really like b movies what about the, (laughs) the, the, the taint shots though not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into, well, there's some taint shots. I mean, especially with the missile rocket rocket launcher guy. Um, definite yes for me. I I enjoy movies that are mindless fun and over the top. And uh, I love the soundtrack of this movie, especially that of Antonio Banderas. I think as far as his acting goes, this is one of his better movies. And uh, Robert Rodriguez movies are just fun to watch. So definite yes for me. I think is that a yes from everybody? Blessed. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Pat, what do we call that? This is preserved. This is six yeses, though, right? Oh, yeah. Like the most preserved movie of all time. Next to This Pulp is Pulp. like some Columbo's large pizza. Extra like, garlic. Straight fresh from the oven, dog. <laughs> Very cool. Are you fellers ready for trivia? So ready. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is going to be intense. Might take a little bit. So be on your toes. Okay. Brett, are you in for this? If you want me to. I want you to be in because I want you to host next. So let's go. Yes. Okay. I want you fellers to rank Antonio Banderas' top 10 movies by gross. Ten? Ten. You guys are going to send us a list on chat? All right. What's that? Are you going to send us the list on chat? or? Uh, Yeah, I can do that real quick. Hang on a second. Unless you guys just want to type it real quick. And we'll probably see the order, though. Yeah. I know what you mean by type it. You should rearrange. Give me one second. Yeah, I probably should have set this up. I thought of, like, this trivia while, like, during the episode, so... I'm just trying to think if we should edit out that uh, Steven masturbating part from earlier. Yeah, no, no, stays. no. The episode hinges on it. This episode <laughs> hinges on Steve the intern's <laughs> masturbation yeah. preferences. Lost episode, if that's lost. 
Jeez. <laughs> Quit bringing up masturbation if you want it to get cut, man. Yeah, no kidding, dog. There we go. You guys don't that, see that, that better. Like, I've never, I've never done the mic before with the, the toot horn. <clears throat> like Salma Hayek gets a chance to like go inside of Antonio Banderas, and then, <laughs> and then he gets his chance. I mean, don't Jordan, you guys I see that? Vibrato hasn't been as good lately. Can you give us one with like vibrato? Like yeah, feeling. I was like, expecting like a big no. one from that sex scene. Really, from your heart, all out. Jesus, was that, that a straight like... up ignore? I just got <laughs> ignored. No, 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 Heart, like the music comes for your heart. <laughs> There's only one, one way to do it. It's a big Josh. wooden fucking train horn. You lost it, Jordan. You lost the gift. <laughs> you pissed away your gift. Oh, I'm uh, still laughing at what Josh said. <laughs> Josh, it's you're reading. You're, you're reading too much into it, man. No way. Why is that scene in the movie then? To set up an an uh, environment of trust between him and Salma Hayek's bags. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna want to trust those bags, and we all do. Yeah, why is there like five minutes of talking before a porn starts on X Hamster? It's the same <laughs> reason. Fair point. All right, give me like a couple, like a minute, like one more minute. This will be ready. Pappy in the. The screenshot that Josh sent us is one of those people a straight off ripoff of uh, a Hey Arnold character, specifically middle second from the back on the right. Stinky? No, it looks like uh, what's Helga's like younger friend <laughs> has like the footballish head too. <laughs> Arnie? You know who I'm talking about? Where? The one that writes like the the. The plagiarized poem in the one episode? Phoebe. No. Phoebe, yeah, yeah. Phoebe? We don't need to be yeah. talking about anybody except the two guys in the back left. <laughs> it's all that yeah, needs to be talked about. That's the guy, dude, like with the head. <laughs> Fucking little tiny hat with the Bart <laughs> Simpson shirt. <laughs> this is really this is really fun for me, guys. Alrighty. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna get crazy. I want wow. you guys. <laughs> to rank these from least amount to most amount from box office. Is this uh, sort that shit out? This is sort that shit out. I'm ripping off Pappy's game. What order should we go in? I should be the least advantaged player. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go first? Uh, I think, right? Didn't I host last? Okay, yeah, let's go. Artisos off the cuff. Let's go Pappy. Josh, Jordan, Mikey, Brett. Cool. So, so Go least, least to most. Yep, least to most. Least to least. Least to least. <laughs> I will say Philadelphia. Correct. Nice. Uh, Philadelphia interview with a vampire. Incorrect. I'll say Philadelphia. Correct. And I'll say Shrek Forever After. Incorrect. Ah. So it's me? Yep. I will say Philadelphia. (laughs) And then I will say SpongeBob Out of Water. Incorrect. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> the sneaky number nine Shit. slot. Uh, Philly. Yeah. Uh, Spy Kids 3D. Correct. All right, Philly, Spy Kids 3D, uh, Shrek Forever After. Incorrect. Damn it. <clears throat> Is it me? Yep. Uh, Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D. Uh, I'm going to go with Spy Kids for eight. Oh, incorrect. Pappy? Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D, Mask of Zorro. Incorrect. Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D, Game Over, Shrek Forever After. Incorrect. That was already said. Ah. What the fuck? (laughs) Part of my strategy. (laughs) Very clever. Spy Kids 3D, Puss in Boots. Correct. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Um, Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D, Puss in Boots, SpongeBob Out of Water. Incorrect. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. <laughs> Philly, Spy Kids 3D, Pussy Boots, Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> Damn it. Brett. Uh, Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D, Puss in Boots, um, Mask of Zorro. <laughs> Incorrect. Pappy. Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D, Game Over, Pussy in Boots. Um, <laughs> what haven't we said? What's been said? I don't even remember. Uh, SpongeBob already been said <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> Philadelphia seems like that's what we Spy Kids 3D game over. Pussy in boots. Shrek forever after. You already said that last time before Puss in Boots. I said that incorrect. I hate this. Wait, so it's gone all the way back around to me? Yeah. Sort this shit out, Jordan. Two hours later. Brett, you can take Philadelphia, this. Philadelphia, Spy Kids 3D, Puss and Boobs, Spy Kids, <laughs> Mask, SpongeBob, Interview with the Vampire. Correct. Uh, let's go with... Uh, Shrek Forever After. Correct. Um, Shrek the Third. Correct. Oh man. You have Shrek the last two. one. You have the last Shrek one. Two. Correct. Brett Kelly won trivia. Shrek oh, Two topped with six hundred and thirty-one million. Damn. Bottom one was Philadelphia with hundred and sixty-four mil. So quite the variance there. Still and good. Brett, we we're talking earlier, like. <laughs> Are you gonna choose a spooky spoilers? That was a lot of shit to sort out, Stevie. I know, but I, a... I didn't want the thing to happen where someone didn't even get a chance. I didn't realize it would take that long. My <laughs> my mistake won't happen That's again. Fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, Brett, you're we're hoping you could choose a spooky spoiler. Man, Wilder <laughs> two freshman year. Um, why, why would I? Why would I do a scary movie? Because it's October right now, and it's going to be even deeper in October next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we let Brett think about the spoilers, uh, spooky spoilers he uh, wants to think about? Let's kick it over to spoilers, man. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers.
It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for Movie Spoilers, clicking on the Cereal Bowl, select the Reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was Spoilers. Our email is podcast spoilers. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> underscore pod. Unicorns. What? What? And we're back. Brett, what have you decided? Well, I mean, I guess if I need to do a spooky one, I I kind of go with what Stevie said. I'm worried about spoiling my favorite movie of all time, but it, it's like the only spooky movie I like. So, so I guess I'll do on? it. Who are you going to call on? I guess I'll do it. My favorite movie of all time is Ghostbusters. We'll do Ghostbusters. 2015. 2015. Oh, all right. No, 19, Ghost 1984. Babe. 1984. Interesting choice. Picked by Brett Kelly. Can't wait. I, I was going to do a different movie, but I was <laughs> no. told I got to do Spooky. So. No, I'm pumped to do Ghostbusters. That's a movie we've never done before, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Stevie. Tune in next time. Uh, what we got for next episode, Pap? Actually, never mind. doesn't make any sense in the timeline. Boss baby. Boss baby. Boss baby, too. But, um, this is spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers.